Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Well, hi, everybody. It's Bailey and me, my co-host. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Recharge the Soul. We're so excited. We're in Sayulita. The ladies are arriving in a couple of days for our first retreat of two retreats down in beautiful Sayulita, right outside of Puerto Vallarta. It's like one of our most favorite spots, but we always say that about all of the places that we handpick for recharging mind, body, and soul. And we're really excited because we're doing an episode with somebody that we really admire. She's very inspiring. And she was such a sweet surprise. We went, Mm -hmm. Bailey and I went to one of our, um, one of our ladies that we love. She's a magic. I always call her magic in human form cat from crystal rising. And it wasn't a big surprise that she's surrounding herself with, with people who are like-minded. So we went to her place and she was mixing and lots of amazing things in her garage with with somebody named Taylor Gibson. So we went there to meet with her to talk about some workshops and stuff. And we were really um, just feeling excited to meet with her again after Sedona. And so we went, ended up going and meeting her at her house. And then this wonderful surprise of a human being, Taylor Gibson shows up and she starts telling us her story. So we went, we were in the backyard drinking kombucha. Yeah. And drinking kombucha, toasting to kombucha. And then we got to hear a little bit more about Taylor's story. She is a nurse. That's her, her main background. And then she found that she was looking for something more and she became an, an herbologist and, or an herbalist, an herbologist, <laughs> herbalist, somebody who studies plants is an herbologist, but she's an herbalist and she's also a Reiki master. But as we got to talking to her, wasn't she fascinating with She's lost a hundred pounds, everybody. She found out that, um, I mean, we want to know more about her journey with modern day medicine. So I won't put any words in her mouth, but um, just the fact that she, it, her journey pushed her in a whole new direction because we want to find out Taylor, where, where were you from? You were from, where were you originally from? And you ended up in California. I'm from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Little tiny town in Ohio. That's just fascinating that you were in Ohio as a nurse. Yep. And then you were, you were over a hundred pounds than you are now. And I can't even imagine that because looking at you, you are a shining, (laughs) shining, glowing example of health and vitality. I mean, I just, Oh, thank you. Even imagine that. So tell us about how you got from Ohio to California and maybe some things in between. There's been a lot of things in between there for sure. (laughs) So I did the whole nursing thing. I've always loved taking care of people, always loved showing up for people. Um, And just being in that space of like caring and like giving myself to the other, that's always lit me up in a way that is unimaginable. 
So I went through the whole nursing thing. I absolutely loved it. My first job was in a cardiac ICU. So it was crazy high intensity. We were running ECMO circuits, um, balloon pumps, all of this wild stuff. So then I started experiencing a lot of anxiety. I had always struggled with my mental health. Um, that probably started elementary school, middle school. So that's just always been in the background for me, has always been, been the anxiety and depression piece. Um, tried a bunch of different medications. So throughout nursing, I was on medications, switching medications, trying diets, diets to make the anxiety and depression go away, you know, all of the things. Um, so was just really struggling really struggling in the situation of me having to take care of other people. Um, and I, I shared with you while we were at CATS, um, one of the things that I noticed was that working in a cardiac unit, we got a lot of heart attacks mm -hmm. and we had a STEMI pager. So anytime a heart attack would come in, the STEMI pager would go off. And I would notice like 30 minutes before the pager would go off, I would have what I was thinking to be these wild panic attacks. I would lock myself in the bathroom or like the supply closet and I would be on the floor like, I, I can't do this. I don't, I have no idea what's going on. I felt like my nerves were like fraying. It was just wild, like the epitome of being disconnected from the self, right? Mm -hmm. So now taking a step back, I realized I was energetically feeling the anticipation of that person coming into my energy. Mm -hmm. I was feeling that before it got here. So then the patient would come in and I would be able to like, you know, hold my own and be like, okay, I can do this. But then I would get home and the same feelings would come back. It was just wow. like this plaguing of when I was with the person at the bedside, I could show up. But the minute I stepped away, all of it like came over me kind of like a dark cloud. Would, so I realized- Can I, I, can I yeah. ask, would you, would, cause Bailey's in a, um, a satellite empath. Would you say, because you were feeling it before they came into the hospital mm -hmm. and having that feeling of having the heart attack or the massive feeling on your chest. Rushing chest like I felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. Wow. Yeah. That's a, such a gift. But at the time, if you don't understand that, you, right. think, you think you're going crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. But now knowing that I'm like, oh, okay. I, I feel this and I see this. Where can I, what can I, you know, give love to within myself? Or what is this opening up to show me something else? Mm -hmm. Tell me about the, you said a satellite empath. Yeah. So it's basically where, um, because I would have the same things kind of happen. Like I, I remember one time, um, during the pandemic, I was in the gym and all of a sudden I was like on the Stairmaster, just trying to ground myself because I didn't understand, but all of a sudden this wash of anxiety was washing over me and it was nonstop. And I just couldn't get myself grounded. And I had to go into the bathroom stall um, and I was just started crying and was trying to get it out of me. And I had no idea where the trigger was coming from. I was trying to go back in my head or I'm like, what have I absorbed lately? Um, and then later on, somebody, um, a healer told me that I am a satellite empath. And it's basically when you 
you pick up on the energies, whether it be I'm in your town, whether it be in that building and whether it be in the world. And I had found out later that day that something really tragic had happened in the United States and the world, like our, our country was grieving and I was feeling that. Feeling of the world. Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know if that resonates with you. Absolutely. It 100% does. And like, I can still like I'll be out in public or even at home and I will pick up on things like that. And it doesn't affect me to the extent it did because Mm -hmm. I have the awareness there, but when you have no idea of those types of things that there's a word for it or that that's not, you know, like it is normal. It's okay. Even the other day when he had come over to cats, remember the thing with you, um, Ukraine was going on and we yep. came over and we all looked at each other and we, we were a mess. We were all a mess. <laughs> <laughs> like the minute before you guys pulled up, Kat and I were hugging each other, crying, like yeah. what is life? And then you guys showed up and we were all like, what is life? <laughs> I know. And it's so knowing so that is such a gift. I, I 100% agree. And that really does resonate with me. And I, I feel like it's more common than not a lot of people do experience it, but they have that, you know, negative connotation that like, this isn't mine, or I shouldn't be feeling these things because I don't know where it's coming from. But it's like, if it's there, feel it. If it's making it so known in your physical body, then like freaking feel it. It's valid. Move itself out. Exactly. It is so valid. Yeah. Right. Yes, Mm -hmm. of course. So Go on with, cause it, yeah, it I'm fascinating. Yeah. Cause I know last time I remember you also saying that you were on, um, antidepressants and psych yes. too. So continue on with like how mm-hmm. that transpired. Perfect. So all throughout the whole nursing piece on psych meds, on different ones, changing doses, changing different kinds, trying different combinations, seeing what works best therapy, all the things mm-hmm. I was still struggling nothing was really, I was not finding any relief in, in these things. If anything, I felt like it was distancing me further from myself, Mm -hmm. uh, which I didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I took a step back from the ICU. I got a job in the operating room and I really liked that. It wasn't as high intensity, um, you know, not as much funky stuff coming in and out. And I felt a little more grounded there. I felt like I could get a hold of myself, still on, you know, different medications. And then about six months of working in the operating room, my husband found out he got a job here in California. So we were like, oh, great. Like we knew that Ohio was not for us. Like our, our goal was to get to Hawaii. So for us, California was halfway to Hawaii. So we were like, (laughs) hell yeah, we're going. And so we came out here and in my mind, I was like, you know, there's a nursing shortage and everybody needs nurses and did not work that way at all, which is the biggest blessing in disguise. Um, So we got here. I was struggling because, you know, we don't know a single person here. Our entire family's back in Ohio. I now don't have a job. And when I was in Ohio, I was the breadwinner of the family. And like, that was my identity. I was the nurse. I was the caregiver. Like that's who I was. I had no identity outside of that. 
um, which I now know how detrimental that can be. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I started applying to like 30 jobs a day. Didn't matter what kind of nursing it was. I was just trying to find somewhere to get in, some way to get in. And I had a couple interviews that just didn't go well. Most places wouldn't contact back, but I was just like forcing and forcing and forcing and just like literally ramming my head into a brick wall over and over and over. And all the meanwhile, my self-worth was just like, (laughs) like, you know, I don't have the nursing piece anymore. I'm not making any money. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm worth, I'm worthless. I felt absolutely worthless. All the meanwhile, still on different medications, trying to find a new doctor out here, trying to find a new therapist out here, you know, all the things Mm -hmm. and ended up getting a nursing job here. Ooh, what was the first job? I worked for a plastic surgeon here and he ended up just triggering a part of me that was really unhealed. Now that I know it was like, I was in, he was an ex for me. And so like, every time I would go into work, it would be like that situation. I mean, I didn't know that at the time, but after doing work now, I'm like, okay, I see why I struggled so bad there. But anyways, he ended up breaking his hand, didn't tell any of his patients, continued operating. And like his thread techs were doing his surgeries. Meanwhile, the women were coming in the next day with their implants, like oozing because of infection. So ethically, I was like, okay, I got to get out of here, which I know was just my way to get out the door. Universe Uh, was helping you along. So much help that I had no idea was happening because in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, I'm failing even more, you know, failing, failing, failing. Right. So then I got a job for a hospice agency that I ended up getting fired from because I spent too much time with a patient that was considering physician assisted suicide. I had no idea about, I mean, I I knew a little bit about physician assisted suicide, but being from Ohio, it wasn't a thing there. So to me, I was like, you're telling me that you want to choose to die. I'm not going to leave your side. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to figure out, I'm going to answer all of your questions. If I don't have the answer, I'm going to figure them out while I'm sitting right here in front of you because I'm not willing to leave you because he was terrified. So I ended up getting fired from that job, which at the time felt like the biggest slap in the face, right? But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day was the biggest blessing. So that was really my tipping point. I, I remember having a conversation with my husband or actually that when I got fired, Mike was in Texas. So I was home completely alone, no family. Like I had no friends here at the time even. So I was just like, How how long ago was this, Taylor? That would have been 2019. So really not that long ago. No, before before pandemic too. Yes, but this is all all of this stuff is still super new to me. So I'm not a master in any of this stuff by any means. And this is just my lived experience. It's Mm -hmm. it's Um, so valuable. yeah. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, so I... Mike was in Texas and I called him and I was an absolute disaster, obviously. And I was like, I just got fired. And, you know, that was like the biggest Mm -hmm. 
stake to my ego. It was just like, Ooh, that's what you're like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is what I am. So what am I without it? Um, so he got home from Texas a couple of days later and he like looked at me and he was just like, this can't go on like this anymore. Like you deserve better. Mm-hmm. We deserve better. Mm-hmm. And like, whatever you need to do to, to get yourself better, we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. What a supportive, and, amazing. Person. Oh my God. You guys have to meet him. He's oh, like, wow. We want to. <laughs> he is a literal earth angel. He's oh, an wow. angel. So anyways, him. we just, we went all in, like we overhauled our lives. I started working with a naturopath and she looked at me and she was like, if you're eating cheese and bread for every meal, <laughs> you're not going to heal. Yes. And so that opened up the whole gut piece for me. Like mm-hmm. I started healing my gut. I learned about all the food sensitivities that I was experiencing and it was just like baby steps to the becoming of who I am now, I guess. It's oh, just wow. been like giving myself permission to be okay when I'm not okay. That's been the biggest thing for me because mm-hmm. my conditioning has been that you, you're, you're the good girl. You show up to please everyone. And mm-hmm. like, if you have a bad look on your face, you wipe that off. Like if you're not okay, nobody else is allowed to see that. And now I'm just like, that I don't know. <laughs> that's not how it works here like if this body doesn't get to feel what she's feeling like it's gonna come out in some way shape or form that's even right. worse yeah and everyone else's service by letting letting the big feelings come up and so when you so at that point when you met with an um when you met with your naturopath Mm-hmm. You, were you, is that when you started losing the weight as well? Because you were, you were probably eating, were you eating yeah. I think, to cover up your emotions and to manage uh, along? It was like with all of your other medications, you were using food to medicate. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. I also was dealing with a bit of an eating disorder too. So like that was a whole thing that I really wasn't even consciously aware of right. until I started working with her. Um, so when I started working with her, the, honestly, the diet was the biggest thing for me. And I don't even like the word diet. Like I don't either. Yeah. Cause the first oh. three letters are die, you know, diets don't work oh. like, like eating for health, eating for nourishment. That's you, yeah. so important. That's why we're just so fascinated with your story because you didn't even, you didn't really even think about it because it hadn't been presented yeah. to you. It sounds like in Ohio, you probably hadn't heard about that and you were yeah, I, I all the feelings. Yeah, I get it. Like if I would have allowed myself to think about it too much, my, I would have gotten to in my mind. Mm-hmm. And then I would have like been all in the sciencey, you know, this and that, and that it wouldn't have worked out. I led all of this through my intuition, through feeling what felt right to me. And wow. if that's the one thing that anybody takes from this conversation, I hope it's that it's yeah. just whatever you're feeling like, if it feels right to you, then it's right. If it doesn't feel right for you, then that's okay. Mm-hmm. If it works for me and it doesn't work for you, great. If it works yeah. for me and works for you, awesome. And if it doesn't, that's fine too. And I think that that is like such a beautiful thing that you brought up because I love this. 
because we're all so different. We're all so different. And so it's like, of course, things are going to work for some people and maybe it's not going to work for the next, or maybe only three things of that are going to work for one person. And it's only going to work like one of those things for the next it's, but we have to be able to get back in touch with our intuition and with our signaling in our, in our gut and in our heart, rather than getting so caught up in our mind and comparing or what we should be doing or we shouldn't be. Yeah. So, but I think sharing and learning other stories and taking pieces of it and being like, oh, maybe that actually resonates with me. Let me try that. Or so that's such a beautiful thing is to learn how to live intuitively. Yeah. And so how did you use um, food to heal yourself? How did, I'm really curious about that. And what was that path like? That's where my husband comes in. That's been his biggest role in all of this. Hmm. He, I do not cook. I prepare zero food. If I'm in the kitchen, it's to make juice or to make tea. And that's just about it. Um, so Mike really took it upon himself to like figure out how to make food that, that sat well for us. And I grew up in a family that ate zero fruits and vegetables. Like every meal was pasta, bread, cheese, carbs, fat, you know, like yeah. I, I had to learn to, to like vegetables. I, I had never tried Brussels sprouts. I had never had big salads. Like, so Mike found ways to make them enjoyable for me, which has just been like the coolest thing. And now he is um, wanting to go into culinary school. Um, so that's like lit up a whole path for him as well, which has just been the coolest freaking thing. And it's so amazing. Like being in the kitchen for him is his stress relief. So he comes from home from work and he goes straight to the kitchen. And like, I can't, I can't be in the kitchen because that's his time. That's his zone. Um, but in regards to the food, I wanted to ask you, what does he do during the day? He is a logistics manager, but he is trying to get on out of there. (laughs) And culinary creative, like being creative with food and helping you heal. So anyhow, just go ahead. I was just really curious to, to know what he did. And I, I think everybody would like, wow, culinary, creative, yeah. you know, healing with food and going from logistics is like night and day. And your totally. journey has helped him find his path too. One, like literally it's been the coolest thing. And we are, have definitely found each other throughout many lifetimes. We started out as best friends, like our when we started talking as like liking each other, our names were in our phone as brother and sister. Oh, <laughs> because we were just like, we had that friendship. Yeah. yeah. That's so amazing. So has changed my life. I don't go, I, I shouldn't go to doors. If I'm buying food, I know who all has touched the food. I know the hands that have picked my food. I know the hands that have packaged my food to the point where I don't wash any of my produce because I want the soil that's on their farm. I want to ingest that. I want to ingest the dirt that's on it because that at the end of the day is what our microbiomes need. That is what we're so deficient in because our soil is, is becoming more and more deficient because of the chemical and toxic nature of our environment. Mm -hmm. So 
finding like the vital sources of food. And I have a mentor, her name is Ruthann. She's a farmer in Auburn. And she's taught me to test my food with a pendulum. So you know how we can use pendulums and healings, but like holding your pendulum above whatever you're gonna eat. So if I'm gonna eat some beets, just asking, is this food full of vitality? Yes or no? What a great question. Right? And like, do it, go to a farm stand, grab some food and then go to um, a regular supermarket and just see the difference or feel the difference. Eat one one day and eat one the next day and just notice the feeling in your body. Yeah. Just be aware of that. Wow. So you're eating locally and eating from local grown farmers is such a has been huge too because if you think of the local piece they're only going to be growing what's in season totally and you do organic so that it's all organic so there's no pesticides or insecticides it's all non-gmo that's been huge for me and the whole gut piece and when you mentioned that when we met at cats the other day isn't it funny that we were drinking kombucha and here we are talking about gut health yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are no accidents. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, we were just getting ready for today, weren't we? Yes, we were. <laughs> we were. So what has oh, yeah. you been like with um, herba- um, being an herbalist? So you said you're a beginning herbalist. What, how did that happen? Yeah. So after I started working with the naturopath, she, she made custom herbal formulas for me. So we did a bunch of different lab testing and I found out that I actually had a bunch of different parasites and I had an H. pylori infection in my gut, which I had had gut issues my entire life. I was the IBS girl. Like I was the one that had to poop all of the time. It doesn't matter. Like if I went into a restaurant, if I went into a store, I knew I had to know where the bathroom was. (laughs) And it was like, if you see Taylor running, you know, she's running to the bathroom. (laughs) So then for me to like, have that, that knowledge, like she looked at me and she was like, you're the H pylori numbers are so high. You've probably had this for over 10 years. What is that called? Say that again. H, what is it? H pylori, helicobacter pylori. Um, It is just a, it's a bug and that can be like on I'm pretty sure they do recalls on fruits and veg or like on certain vegetables from H. pylori. Oh, I see. Um, So that caused a lot of ulcers for me, which I then was experiencing ulcer pain. So like during our wedding, I literally walked down the aisle with my hand on my side because my ulcer was hurting so bad. At the time, I had no idea that I had an ulcer because it was just the IBS stuff, right? Oh, wow. That's That's just crazy all from food, all from food and learning about the microbiome. That's a whole nother thing, the microbiome. But so yes, the naturopath, you know, created these custom formulas for me. And when I would, I might actually have the bottle. I have it right here. I would drink this every morning and it tasted like, it literally tasted like dirt. <laughs> but I'm never gonna this bottle away because it is like, this is the, this is like new Taylor in a bottle. Like this is what got me to where I am right now. I feel like, um, but like I would pour it in the spoon and I would look at it and like, you know how, when you like the, the face came because I knew the taste was coming. 
But then like after a few weeks of taking it, like I started craving it. My body started craving it and it started tasting good to me because I like, I knew that it was healing me on a level that I, I couldn't explain that I couldn't do without literally the consciousness of plants. Mm-hmm. Wow. And like that aspect to me is another mind blower. And another thing that my naturopath taught me that like really put this whole connection to nature and connection to earth piece like on my lap was she explained if so like say you have a flower and you're having issues with the stem and with the leaves and like the flower is kind of dying and like the leaves are getting crispy and like something's off with the plant that we can see so when we know that that's happening we have to look at the roots because there's something wrong with the roots right And so our digestive system is the roots. We like our gut is the root of the plant. And when we have something wrong with the roots, what do we look at then? We have to look at the soil. And what is our soil? Our soil is our food and our water. And if we're eating food and and taking in water that's filled with toxins and chemicals, then the rest of the plant is going to be a mess, right? Yeah. And she told me that. And I think I sat there with my mouth open for like five minutes. It, in that moment, it all clicked for me. Like I knew all of the like eating styles that had changed were for this reason. Like I knew that everything in my past, like all the shit that happened, it had happened for me to sit on that couch and to hear that thing and to be like, oh my God, I I get it. It makes sense for me. Mm-hmm. right yeah and well I was going to say like it's funny because we always your your struggles it's a beautiful thing when your struggles can become your medicine and I've noticed because I really deal a lot with um anxiety and I would say low-grade depression but mainly anxiety but if I'm eating clean and I'm really hydrating myself my head my anxiety is almost not there. And whenever I am, maybe if I'm having a lot of sugar or eating processed foods and my anxiety tends to go up. Absolutely. And we can even talk about the gut brain connection because 90% of our serotonin is made in our gut. Wow. Only 10% is made in upstairs. So how would you suggest that people get started? Like we were like, wow, what do we do? Where do we start? Because, um, your journey was super powerful and, and we'd like to help people before they're, you know, before they're on the floor wiped out. And mm-hmm. so how would, and some people might Absolutely. be on the floor right now who are listening to this um, wiped out. So how would, how would you, what would be a first step for people? If you're wiped out on the floor right now, I, I feel you and I love you because I've been there and that's okay. Like allow allow yourself to be wiped out on the floor. Like that serves a purpose to allow yourself to feel that. Um, But come from a place of like willingness, of openness, of being okay to be proven wrong. That was a big thing for me is like, I had my nursing background and all of these things that I was learning from my naturopath and now through herbalism school, it's making me question all of these things. 
And I have to take a step back and be like, what feels true to me? What feels right for me? And what feels right for me may not feel right for you. And that's okay. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to resonate in my life because my life is my medicine. Mm-hmm. Your life is your medicine. So my piece of advice would be if you're cur- currently like in the allopathic medicine area and you're wanting different opinions, I would reach out to a naturopath. It wouldn't hurt. Reach out to a naturopath, an herbalist, see what they have to say. There's a lot of people online that will do consults and can just provide you with some feedback with a couple different herbs that may um, work for you. And it wouldn't have to be like a whole lab testing thing. But if if you feel like you're at that place where you're at rock bottom, I don't think it would hurt to get some labs done to see an actual provider to give you some direction with supplements and herbs and maybe like testing for food sensitivities. Cause I, I did say that that was something that was really big for me. And there are herbalists out there that have healed like really long standing suicidal depression just by removing food allergies. Wow. Like that in of itself is one of the biggest inflammatory causing agents in our body. And for me, if I eat gluten, you, I know I'm having a panic attack the next day like clockwork. That's powerful. And Absolutely. Getting to know your body and being yeah. curious yes. and trying. Yes. Be trying so and, curious. Yeah. That's such and a it's, honestly, it's, it's all trial and error because like we've said before, what works for me isn't going to work for you. And like with social media, you know, we follow these people that are taking these supplements and doing these teas and things. And it's like, they're taking those for their unique situation. You may be able to pick and choose a few things out of that, but your situation is unique to you. Mm-hmm. And also within all of this, I did a lot of healing in my mind and my emotional body and, and that sort of work, which I did not even know was a thing. That's, that's a whole nother entity that's um, its own area of medicine, I feel like. Um, it also needs to be addressed. It's equally as important. And like, when we talk about the mind, body, and spirit, it's like mind, comma, body, comma, and and it's like, we have all these spaces. They aren't separate. Mm -hmm. They're, they're all one. Like that's where the medicine is, is being connected within that. So yeah. Cause it's, it's so funny because whenever you open up one door, no matter which door you start at, it starts cracking up, open all those other doors. And it's such a beautiful process and it's fun. Um, and I also want to ask you as one of the final questions, cause you've talked a lot about it. And I think that it's, I'm intrigued with it is, can you tell us more about gut healing and the microbiome? biome support. Absolutely. So our gut is pretty cool. Um, actually our, the lining of our gut is only one cell thick. So there's only the, the thickness of one tiny little human cell that is protecting the inside of your digestive system from the rest of your body. How wild is that? So, so our digestive system is actually 
it's not just our digestive system, it's also our nervous system because we do make the serotonin there and other neurotransmitters. And we also have a lot of lymphatic tissue in our gut. So our, that, that little tiny one cell thick lining, it's not flat. It's like this, it goes up and down kind of like a mountain so that it increases surface area of things to you know, touch it and be absorbed and all the things. And within those bumpy layers, there's, it's studded with cells called payer patches and those are all lymphatic tissue. So that lymph tissue is there to help clean up and protect that tiny delicate cell wall. And so if we look at, our lymph is like, my herbalism teacher says our lymph is like the inner ocean. It's like the cleanup crew. It mm -hmm. comes in and like washes things away that no longer needs it. The tide will take out what it needs to go back out to the ocean. And <clears throat> so when we have all of these inflammatory things like food sensitivities, antibiotics, chemicals in our food, plastics in our foods, all of the things, that causes inflammation to that really delicate wall in that like bumpy, you know, kind of mountainous looking thing gets flattened out. So then there's less surface area for food and other things to be in contact with it. So when that happens, it becomes easily permeable. And so if we've heard of like SIBO or leaky gut, that's where we can get into those things because proteins from our food that aren't being completely digested because we may be having like a, a gut over or a, like a bug overgrowth or a parasite issue, they're not being completely broken down. So those bigger proteins can then like move across the, the cell wall, which that is not supposed to be permeable. We don't want the food or like the proteins and the other things from our food to be getting into our bloodstream to go outside of our digestive system. So then we have this systemic inflammatory responses. And then we have anxiety, depression, we have autoimmune issues. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we, we expect when we have a treatment for the treatment to fix it like this, right? That's what we expect from medications or pills. We like, we're going to take the pill and we're going to feel better. Mm -hmm. But in reality, if in my situation, if I had this gut issue going on for 10 years, it's probably going to take that long or longer to, to clear it up and to get things back to homeostasis. And another big thing learning for me was we have more, I think it's like a hundred times more bacterial cells in our gut than we do human cells in our entire body. So that right there, we have a whole ecology, we literally have a whole solar system inside of our gut. Yeah. You know, you know they, yeah, fascinating. That's just so, cause I just, I'm going to tell you that in, um, in my experience as, um, you've been in health and fitness for a long time, I've seen that even just people starting right now, like just hydrating, like just getting really good alkaline water mm -hmm. and hydrating makes such a dramatic difference. Like in a very short period of time to give people a little bit of hope. And also if just getting off of fast food, I had somebody who just gave up their Starbucks app. 
She wiped it oh, off of her yeah. phone and she's eating oh, you know, local organic you. whole food. And it's, and you know, she's, she's feeling better. The inflammation is going down. Mm-hmm. So it's like just the simplest of things can make the hugest difference for people. And that's what we want to let everybody know is we want to give them hope um, to be able to know that little things that what you think is little, like even just drinking your water, giving up your soda. There are people who drink soda, you know, and it's like just giving that up and drinking hydration, like lemon water and getting them into alkalinity can make a huge difference. Your whole life has changed because of water. Oh my gosh. It's done a 180 and also water. Like we go, we go get spring water every week. We have a really big Berkey filter on our counter because I'm not going to drink water that's coming from the faucet. If you're still drinking water out of your tap, I highly suggest your listeners to check out the EWG website. You can type in your zip for things in your water that um, are the the recommends was high in atrazine or something, and I was like, I don't need any of that. <laughs> Or even the fluoride in water. I mean, that closes your pineal gland, which your pineal gland, if it gets crusty, you can't listen to your higher power. So when you were talking about mind, body, and soul connection, it's just wild, the connection between all of how water can close down your intuition. I mean, that's just... Absolutely. And I think we, um, when we were at cats, I mentioned the whole seed piece. I would love to share that with putting the seed in your mouth, if you don't mind. Oh no, we would love Go that. For it. <laughs> so I, one of my, my mentor, Ruthann, she had shared with me a while ago, um, that before she goes to plant her seeds, she will put her seeds in her mouth for a few minutes. And this process allows for the, the coating of the seed to interact and connect with the, the good stuff in our saliva and they communicate with each other. And by planting that seed that you had put in your mouth, you are then growing a plant that knows your genetic makeup. That plant will produce the vitamins and minerals that you are deficient in. And if it picks up on toxicities, it will produce the vitamins and minerals to help you detox that. And even further, if you do like an Epsom foot soak, you take that water, water your plants with it. The plants are gonna pick up on the toxins that the Epsom salt pulled out and it's going to produce the the substances that you need. Like that's magic. That is, that is magic. Like put it in your tomato plants. If you're planting your tomato plants, you know, coming up soon, that's just so fascinating. Well, we, we so appreciate you coming on here with us and spending a morning with us talking and sharing about your massive transformation. Yeah. And you're a wealth you're a well of knowledge too. We'll have to bring you on again. Cause there's so many other questions. Oh my gosh, I would love to. Yeah. That I, that I want to get to, but I just feel like, again, there's so much to learn and, um, especially when it comes to food and it's, it can change your life. Like we've seen with you. And so thank you, Taylor. And Taylor's gonna be- and with that, don't be too strict. Like if you're starting this process, don't be too hard on yourself, like take baby steps. And if you like 
break the thing or like cheat on a meal, whatever, like whatever that means to you, it's okay. Like you're human, allow yourself to live. But at the end of the day, come back and like really check in with yourself. If you feel bad after that cheat meal or whatever, remember that for next time. Great don't beat yourself about it. Yeah. That's such great advice. We love you. We're going to have Taylor at our, um, at our retreat in Tahoe coming up in May, in May with Kat. We can't, she's going to be working in the kitchen with Bailey, bringing healthy, nutritious food to yes. all of our ladies at the retreat. We can't wait. We're so excited. <laughs> so, and she's also going to be at the day event. So April if you want, 3rd. yeah, if you want to meet Taylor and pick her brain a little bit, you guys, you, I know you'll be talking with Kat, um, on a workshop a little bit about more about the yeah so beautiful yeah thank you for sharing all this this wealth of knowledge and love we feel your love right through the screen oh Um, likewise we were drinking tea together while we were talking we felt like we had a little sister circle (laughs) on zoom so we're sending you all the love and And i'll put um taylor's links down below if you want to maybe reach out and just see if she can give you a little bit more input um but other than that thank you for listening you guys and we will talk to you in the next one bye bye (laughs)